first recording of the official IFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Mike Ransom, and I am going to be your host, along with the wonderful, talented, the stalwart of IFL, Mr. Joey Shope. Joey, how are you doing? Good, Mike. I'm very excited about this upcoming season. I think it's going to be a great year for IFL. See, it's, it is going to be a great year. It's the 10th year. Is that, is that correct? The 10th year Ten- of IFL. 10th season for sure. IFL used to be a yearly commitment. Now we do a, uh, a six-month run. Just that, that way we can give more IFL to more people, more opportunities to watch. Great. And it's, it's, very, uh, it's very exciting how it came from a, uh, an idea and kind of how it expanded and included so much uh, members of the community. If you wanted to uh, talk a little bit about kind of the history uh, of IFL, um, absolutely absolutely well as you uh, as you may or may not know ifl is an improvised sports league based out of orange county california uh this started back in about uh well while this is our 10th season it started about eight years ago um in fullerton it started as a one night only affair so many years mm-hmm. ago because it was just something we wanted to try out have a goofy night of sports themed improv we were mixing together teams and styles and philosophies and uh, we did a whole month of kind of just like mishmash jumbled around uh, teams and ideas. And IFL was born from that. Um, it was originally the improvised fly space league named after an improv team fly space at the time. Huh. And, and, you know, uh, uh, well, after that month, we were looking at all of our shows and we were like, anything worth, you know, anything that shook out from this that we liked? And it's like, well, we like this IFL thing. We have these uh, coaches and these players and they can do moves and it kind of brings together a couple different ideas together and like, well, what does it look like if we did a season of this? So first season of IFL, we were doing shows at midnight and Fullerton at Stages Theater with uh, Spectacles Improv Engine uh, after the main show, which would be at 1030 to 1130 to or 1030 to 12, we would go on at midnight and, you know, despite all of that, uh, it was kind of a Wild West time for IFL. There was no commissioner. Teams were just booked. They were told when their shows were. You know, they, there was no costuming. Uh, there was no, like, set themes or anything. It just, there, there were, there were uh, about eight teams, uh, and they just had free reign to do what they wanted as long as they showed up, and they were booked. And we all had, we still had team names. We were the, I was on the Brea Tarpets that first season that was still, Happened. We had the Huntington Beach Boys and Newport Beach Academy. In fact, the first season winner was the Newport Beach Academy, coached by uh, Alex Herrera. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after a season, you know, we were like, we like this. It sold well, despite it being the after show, a very late night show. Uh, Fullerton's a very much a college town, so we can kind of tailor to cater to that um, that crowd oh, who's looking totally. for a late night thing. Totally. But, but, you know, we were like, you know, with a little bit of leadership and direction, I think we could really get this going somewhere. So Josh Nichols was the first IFL commissioner, did a great job moving, um, IFL from a midnight slot to a main stage show. And from there, there was a lot more dedication to showmanship and, uh, diversifying the different types of coaches and players that we had, kind of started forming together what we what, what IFL looks like now. Um, next season after that, he stepped down because we needed more coaching. We had, Mike, we had Mikey Robledo take over as the commissioner. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. He really pushed IFL into the forefront of, of uh, Orange County Improv. Uh, really did a great job managing a bunch of different teams and uh, helping everything kind of 
get into place, became kind of the premier show at uh, Stages Theater with uh, Spectacles Improv Engine. Now, now I can see why, because the format itself is very digestible for someone who has never really seen improv before. Because That's Orange always Pat- been our goal. Right. That's, yeah, that's always been our goal. You know, if you, if you walk away from an improv show, you know, hopefully you get it. Maybe they're very clear about what they're trying to accomplish at the top. But, you know, with improv being still kind of more theatrical and kind of, um, uh, you know, if, you know, if people are not experienced with theater, perhaps they might not know what an, an improv show is. IFL is a sports themed improv show. There mm-hmm. are a home team and away team. There's points, there's coaches, there's positions. By the end of an IFL show, you will have a pretty clear understanding of what happened, what went down, all that good stuff. There's a referee, there's whistles. It's every, all the sports metaphors in there that you can get. Yeah, yeah it's um, the closest that any of us can get to actually making a sports team as an improviser. Absolutely. That is, this is the, <laughs> yeah, there is nothing, uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of people who could uh, walk that line between professional sports player and improv comedian. Uh, but boy, are we trying some of us. Yeah, you know, the the cool thing is, is how uh, kind of, you know, we've both been in the improv community in Orange County for, for quite a while. And it's it's good that they, at that time, it was focused on getting kind of more players involved in the outside community because it was kind of a little cliquish um, in terms of uh, space. There was a lot of teams that kind of had their own space and it's good that people were kind of on the fringe of like, maybe do I want to try this or like, like I really wish there was a more opportunity, and I think um, IFL has been a huge uh, absolutely. A huge for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, this is something when I took over as commissioner uh, in 2016, that was my goal. We started implementing direct rules that reflected that, like every team had to have a rookie on it, and rookie was a term for someone who's never done IFL before. They've done improv before. You know, that doesn't matter if this is your first year for IFL. And then from there, I really started um, picking up on people who had maybe done IFL a couple of years. Let's get them into coaching situations. Let's get some of these people from different communities into coaching. Like we, you know, because back when we were in Fullerton, we had this huge, Orange County is a huge area, a bunch of different improv theaters. Let's try to build some bridges amongst these things as well. Um, Since moving to Improv Collective, it's been a huge boon for that as well. I, I, every season, there's more people I do not recognize auditioning there are more people who are students from other theaters who come out and audition um and every year we're still pushing to get a very diverse in terms of uh experience levels in on our stage to give them opportunities that they might not otherwise have right perfect and i mean that's that's what it's all about just growing the community and making it uh, a great place to have fun and you know certain teams and stuff based on their uh style will play more competitive than usual you know but we, it's always kind of the the competitive element is always very fun and always uh very yeah playful. Um, absolutely absolutely so um thank you for that recap joey so the whole kind of point of this uh real podcast is that we decided you know with the 10th season uh we want to try to expand beyond uh kind of the stage so what we are going to be doing is we're actually going to be doing the inaugural season of the IFL Fantasy League. So there has been a score system that has been uh, that has been uh, broken down. Um, there are within your team in IFL, there's certain positions that are played. Um, so there's you have your forward, you have your midfielder, 
um, you have your goalie, you have your team captain, and all those um, are kind of scored on a little bit different basis. And you have your coach as well, um, your coach is included. So um, what we decided on doing is we're going to do uh, two pods. So we're going to have a, a free pod for the people who are non-gamblers. Um, and that's going to be six people. So uh, if you hear this, you can uh, go ahead and let uh, myself know. You can shoot me a shoot me an email or uh, shoot me a text that you want to be in it. Which uh, and then from there, uh, we can we can get your spot in, and we'll be making our own fantasy team, a la any fantasy sport. Uh, and whoever has the most uh, points based on their performance from players uh, in the league. Uh, as a whole will uh, win the first ever inaugural uh, IFL uh, trophy for fantasy sports. And yes, there will be a trophy. Uh, just throwing that out there, some hot breaking news. And then there is a paid pod. It's going to be $20, uh, $20 buy-in, winner take all. Um, the points and everything will be uh, tabulated at the end of each week um, based upon how everyone did. And from there, we will uh, decide a winner from that. So uh, if you have any questions, and I'm sure there's going to be a few, if you don't know what fantasy sports is, anything like that, please feel free to uh, reach out to myself and I'd be more than happy to um, assist with that. Now, there has been some speculation, uh, Joey, what, what is kind of your role uh, this year? You've been kind of commissioner, uh, or I'm sorry, you've been referee in the past. What's kind of your, your goal for this year? Well, my role is twofold, one on stage and one behind the scenes. Largely, I do a lot of behind the scenes work, just making sure the wheels are running, all the gears are greased, everything is going well with improv teams at the, uh, at the IFL shows. This year, I am joining our Hall of Fame commentator, Matthew Thomas, on the commentary desk. Wow. Uh, together, we are going to be making calls based on the show, uh, running the show uh, on stage, moving it along, uh, as well as having fun um, laughing and enjoying the show as much as the audience. Uh, in addition to that, Rob Souders, who is formerly of the Costa Masons, is going to be refereeing the shows, uh, which will be a lot of fun. I think he brings a lot of exciting energy and will be a really great referee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, bringing that energy in is, is very important. Now, I, I kind of am alluding to that because, you know, as a part of the Fantasy League, uh, you, me, and Rob are all going to be in the paid pod, and you guys have sworn on a stack of phone books that there will be no collusion, and you'll call it fair right down the middle, or else I will be releasing your guys's, well, your Tinder password, Joey, <laughs> to the, uh, to the populace. It's so a very real threat that he's making. Well, let me tell you folks that the good news is about what I'm doing is I don't decide the points. Uh, mm -hmm. Really, Matt does, and so does the audience. The audience's laughs equal points, right? Uh, so if the team's not winning, it's because um, Matt doesn't like him. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but everything is based on the audience's reaction. So we don't know who's going to win or lose going into the show, and neither does the audience, obviously. And we get to find out that night, which is also a big part of the exciting, uh, that's another exciting part of the show. That's why we always encourage people to come down on the shows. Your laughs equal points. You affect the show more than anyone else on stage or in commentary or even the referee. You, the audience, decide pretty much the fate of every team up there. 
Yes, absolutely. The audience, I, you know, I was the coach last season of the Tustin Raiders and I definitely knew that some of those games were so close and it just came down to one, I think two, two or three came down to uh, like the last second power play. There was one overtime that we were went into. Yeah. So it was just uh, definitely the more people you can get out there, the more people to support uh, the better. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, what it comes down to really is that IFL is getting more points usually per season on an, on a season basis. We are scoring more now than we ever have before, which equals wow. more laughs. Absolutely. That's a great show. That's a, that's a sign of a healthy show and a healthy, healthy movement. And that's, that's amazing, Joey. That's really a testament to all, to everybody's hard work. Um, oh yeah. These a years. lot of people, a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into make I, making IFL great. And I really encourage you guys to come and check it out if you haven't had a chance yet. Absolutely. So with that being said, we kind of went over the fantasy portion of it. Now we're going to get down to the roster reveals for the particular teams and the, the roster breakdowns. Um, like we had alluded to before, uh, there is a coach, uh, there is a captain, there is a midfielder, there is a forward, and there is a goalie. So each one has their specific rules on the team and their specific uh, uh, role that they play, rather. Um, and uh, that's kind of how the teams are broken down here. So um, the teams have not yet declared as of today, as of the, fil the filming of this, they have not uh, declared what uh, role they will be playing, but we mm -hmm. do know the coaches. We That's do absolutely do correct. We know the coaches and we know the teams as they stand right now. Uh, we can speculate wildly what positions we think that they might roll fit into. Uh, but I can't, I can tell you that I know it's easy to say this, but uh, you know, there have been previous years where you go, okay, maybe this team or that team, they've got a really good chance of winning or really good chance of going far. Maybe this team's I, I can confidently say that, uh, this is one of the, I, I don't, I don't know how to make a call on any one of these teams in terms of who I think is going to go the distance. There are some players that stand out. There are some coaches that stand out. Absolutely. But this is I, one of the more balanced, one of the more uh, uh, head scratching from an analysis standpoint I've ever seen. Mike, what do you think? Sure. I'm looking at it right now and I see that I'm going to double down on that. I believe that it is definitely incredibly balanced based on the amount, based on the type of play that I've seen a lot of these players, uh, their styles, a lot of the team within the team, there's a lot of great, uh, great dynamics there. So there is a, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, balance and it can really go anyway, but that's not going to stop us from making some way, way, way too early predictions. Absolutely. So, um, let's go ahead without further ado, we're going to break this down. Uh, we are going to start with the Irvine dot commies. So, Ir yeah, the Irvine dot commies, uh, 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 one of our longest running teams, uh, has gone the distance before, has a championship in their trophy case. Uh, but wow. let's break down this team. Let me go. Let me do this one first. Start off with. Yep. Let's talk talk about Dustin Willoughby as their coach. Let's circle back to that in a second. But the team is Alex Raymond, James Stevick, Stephen Bartlett, Julie Hawking. And of course, like I said earlier, coached by Dustin Willoughby, three-time champion, first ever three-peat in IFL. In fact, the belt is the Willoughby. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Wow, wow. I can definitely now the thing is with Dustin from his from last season, you know, he had a very strong, very strong start, racked in a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but toward towards the end, I think there was a couple stumbles and a couple a couple fumbles. And I think, you know, maybe the overconfidence got to him. I don't I don't know. It's uh, tough to say because even I because I agree with you fundamentally, started off incredibly hot cooled off a little bit towards the end, but you have to remember just be, just not only do wins and losses count, but point total counts as well. And say what you will about his losses. He still, his team still scored a lot of points and up, ended up being the second seed. Now, of course he went on to face the buzzsaw. That was the uh, Santa Ana wins who ended up winning the whole season. Uh, but there was a, there was a small narrow window between the two points. The only reason that Dustin went, Dust, uh, the uh, his team and the San Ana wins had the same record, but Dustin manages to squeak out a few more points. Right. So, I mean, I love this team. Ultimately, I really, really enjoy. There's a lot of great balance between um, all of the players. Um, the one that I want to kind of circle in on is uh, Stephen Bartlett. I believe he's new to the. He's the rookie on the team. Is that correct? That is correct. Every team, like I said, has at least one rookie. Some teams have more, but this is the rookie for this team. But that don't let that rookie tag fool you. Uh, at his combine, he had great numbers. Uh, yeah. Really, really steady, above average play. I think that he is someone who's going to pop in these scenes. I think mm-hmm. Dustin's got the right kind of mentality to coach him. Mm-hmm. I think that he's. Uh, I think Steven's less about teaching him what to do right, more shaving off kind of like his rusty areas or his like more his trepidation. But Mm -hmm. I do think uh, that Dustin's the right kind of coach and Steven is the right kind of player for each other. Absolutely. Uh, Steven is a uh, old collective guy. He had uh, did a lot of shows, did a lot of murder mystery where he was a character the entire time. Uh, so he, uh, is very, uh, well-versed in character acting and bringing good energy to the scene. I've shared the stage with him, uh, multiple times. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a, a great dark horse, uh, this year for possibly MVP. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's a dark horse candidate there. Um, yeah. For a rookie to get to an MVP level, it is something that has happened before. It does not happen every season, but it is certainly something within the grass. I think if you draft Stephen Bartlett, I think you will be happy with the return on investment of that draft capital. Absolutely. Um, Cause that's a, that's a, that's a big pick to snag up at the front, but I definitely agree. You will uh, very uh, be happy with that. Also James, James Stebeck. That's um, who I wanted to touch on a little bit. Yeah. A, a veteran presence for this IFL league has both coached and played previously uh, he's someone that, uh, uh, I mean, he is not someone who's going to um, dazzle you with his speed at this point in his career, but I think he's someone that you can trust inherently in your improv scenes. Yeah. He's someone that you want to you wanna turn to. I think he's going to be a great role model. Um, Julie Hawking and Alex are both entering their third season. These, this is kind of a big turning point for a lot of IFL players and having someone like James Debeck in that locker room with him. I think it's going to do wonder for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Julie, uh, definitely a versatile player. I believe she uh, came and she was on the Lake Forest Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. And she's definitely a very versatile player. Definitely brings a lot to any uh, scene that she is in. So definitely the Irvine.com is looking very good. A lot of 
uh, a lot of experience on that team is and that's gonna absolutely be, that's going to be a theme as we uh, go uh, down the line here because the average uh, length of uh, seasons mm-hmm. played uh, for each one is three like I find that in, an incredibly high that is interesting that's a point I wanted to discuss with these rookies as we're going down but you know IFL this season is an older league last season this was a much different number Mm-hmm. Last season, it was pr- about two, two point th- uh, two to two and a half was mm-hmm. the average, which I know that may not sound like a lot, but that but an s- extra season of IFL gives you a lot of experience to play with. So it's interesting watching these rookie enter an older league, right, and seeing how they respond to that will be very interesting. I think Stephen Bartlett's got the experience, uh, made a lot of great plays uh, coming up. So I think I'm excited to see uh, what he's got offered, what he's got to offer. Absolutely. Now we now let's move on. Uh, we got the uh, Garden Grove Trotters, uh, coached by uh, the talented, versatile Clayton Moore. Uh, we also have uh, ch- get a load of this lineup. We have Bill Jackson, Dana Brown, Cameron Miller, and the former coach of the Lake Forest Rangers, Mr. Zach Payne. Uh, when, when you look at this team, there's a lot of things to like, but, uh, why don't you tell me, Mike, who jumps out to you when you look at this team? Well, I'm looking, uh, I gotta say the year two jump from player to coach by Clayton Moore, I believe Mm -hmm. is something that is, uh, very, uh, it's, it's, it's playing and coaching are two completely different things. And I think that with Clayton's jump to coaching, I feel like there's a lot of uh catching up on the format and kind of that was one of my uh one of my things last year is kind of getting the format Mm -hmm. down knowing when to call your power plays Mm -hmm. uh you know understanding uh understanding how the point system uh is going to play into effect you know when Mm -hmm. to uh when when to make those pivotal calls when to jump in and scene paint uh you know versus letting something build organically i think that ultimately um sticks out to me uh with with this particular team also uh zach payne uh is entering his sixth season of ifl i believe Mm -hmm. it's coaching and playing exactly yeah well let me touch on clayton more a little bit more because you know what the one thing that he comes with a uh with a a rookie coach is not his rookie season but as a rookie coach you do get that energy and i think Mm -hmm. clayton is a spark plug i think he i think his team will feed off his energy I think that this will be a, a get up and go kind of team. I think when you watch them, they'll be playing faster or they'll be appearing faster than maybe they really are. Maybe they got that. Maybe they have quickness, but not speed necessarily. You understand that difference? Yes, absolutely. Quick, quickness, not speed, you know, lateral, longitude, uh-huh. all that. Yeah, I think so. So uh, looking <laughs> at looking at uh, Clayton Moore, I'm going to go the opposite spectrum. I think we got Bill Jackson on this team. And I think Bill is someone he, listen, yeah, he you're gets, incredibly he gets high points. on Bill Jackson. He you're gets in- points. He gets buckets. He gets points. This is a man who walks into an improv scene and your attention goes to him. He is patient with it too. He is not, he, he lets the game come to him. Mm -hmm. A cerebral player, if you will. A cerebral player. I like that. I like that. And now uh, I did want to hit, talk about Dana Brown uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit. She, uh, I had coached her for uh, last year on the Tustin Raiders. And Mm -hmm. this is the year that she is going to make her big jump. I remember she is going to be make her uh, make her huge jump. It's the third year she's going into a contract year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's usually when these players make these large jumps. She was an excellent midfielder. Um, she absolutely crushed it at the Mord Creek at one of our final shows. And mm-hmm. I think that 
going into the uh, overall production of the show, I think that she's going to make huge leaps here. Now, absolutely, absolutely. I like that. I like that. I like that analysis a lot. I Dana Dana Brown has gotten better season to season. Now this is her contract year. I could see a big jump from her as well. Yeah. Now Cameron Miller. Um, I'm not too uh, familiar. I see that he's a rookie with IFL. Um, are, do you have any scouting reports on him anywhere? Yeah, uh, his scouting report turns up uh, largely positive things, a lot of intangibles, a lot of heart. This kid's got mm-hmm. a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he plays bigger than he is, which you always like to see in an improviser. Um, you know, I think that he's got to work on some uh, some uh, football IQ stuff with IFL, but that comes, and I think Clayton Moore is also that type of player who's got a lot of IQ when it comes to that. I think, he, I think Cameron will learn a lot from uh, Clayton, and dare I say, Clayton, I learned a lot from Cameron as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, let's go ahead and go uh, further down the list here. Yeah, let's to, talk about uh, this team, Mike. This I want to talk to, I want to talk to you about this team. This is something else. Uh, looking at this lineup, Joey, if you want to go ahead yeah. and uh, explain this one. this is So this is Jack Wanzura, IFL Hall of Famer, uh, the mm-hmm. first IFL Hall of Famer coming into her ninth season. That's the Frank Gore of season. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is experience. This is who you want as a coach. This is who you can get excited about as a player. And then let's talk about this roster. Yeah, I'm going to work up. I'm going to go from bottom up on this one because I, I think it's Jay Kimsey entering her second season. Splashy first, first year. Yep. Played with the Orange Crust last season. I think that we can expect good things from her this season as well. Jason yes. Nguyen, another one of these rookies. Energy, spark plug. I think he's going to shock some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's talk about these. This, the dynamic duo of IFL. Back together again. We have Jennifer Choi and Chris Deal. Now, that's amazing to me. The, uh, you were saying earlier, the, the, the Michael Jordan to the Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chris Beal and Jennifer Troy. Mm-hmm. Now they worked uh, together on the Santa Ana wins, the championship Santa Ana wins. And uh, it was uh, the Santa Ana wins season last year was the perfect definition of controlled chaos. Yeah. It was a lot. There was, they were strictly shooting threes and mm-hmm. they way hit, they hit plenty more than they missed. So Absolutely. I'm looking at the team. Um, from top to bottom, with that nine years, that that good Frank Gore experience from mm-hmm. Jack, I think that 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 combo and that energy is going to they're going to channel all of that chaos there and really, really have a great great season. Mike, as you know this as well as I do, usually when you have a dynamic duo in any kind of sport. It tends to, when they go from the next contract to the next, they tend to break up that team. They tend to break up that duo. Mm -hmm. Very rarely, uh, not always, but it happens quite frequently, especially in IFL as well with these contracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris and Jennifer both agreeing to take a pay cut to work with each other again. I think that's that's going to tell us a lot about what they're looking for. They're They're excited to work together again. We got the contract stuff was all taken care of. And I think the fact that they're both playing for Jack Wanzura is a difference maker. I think once they found out that's going to be their coach, I think that was a big changer for them. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, you know, I looked at the last year while I was watching the, the, the wins and I was like, man, 
Chris Beale and Jennifer Choi, that's a that's a that's the perfect amount of chaos. But then, you know, you add in somebody like Jay, comes into the scene, comes in every single time with her um, what is that? Uh, her kendo stick rolls up screaming. The yep. energy there is just going to be something that is going to be amazing to watch. A a real uh, a a real real spark of a team. I think if we if I wanted to compare teams real quick, here's the difference to me that stands out between like an um and uh, an Irvine Doc Commies and a Lake Forest Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, Irvine Doc Commies, I think they're gonna pick you apart. They're gonna you know, they're gonna tag you here. They're gonna they're gonna uh, zig here. They're gonna zag there. And then by the end of the day, you are going to be like, well, we lost. And I can you know you you you'll turn around and see that you've lost. I think with the Lake Forest Rangers, I think they're going to overwhelm you. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean. That's going to be an, uh, it's an unrelenting force. And I don't know how you defend against that. Right. You know, and that's uh, a testament to the lightning round. The lightning round, I think the other teams are going to have to try to actively fight to uh, get their, uh, get their point across and get their points during that. Because I mean, it's, it can be, it can be a pretty big undertaking. Absolutely. And I think that the Lake Forest Rangers, I think having Jack, Jack's the type of coach, uh, you know, she's not like uh She's not a she's not a dictator. She's not going to demand things of you. I think she pushes you to be the better better version of yourself. I think that's the difference uh, that Jack brings to this uh, to this league. And I think that that's just that's going to play right into Jennifer and Chris's dynamic as well as I think Jay and Jason are going to learn a lot as well. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we have the Tustin Raiders. Uh, we have them coached by Derek Luchin. Also, we have the players of Kyle Pearson, Erica Cervantes, Zach Robbins, and Jared Lomelli. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this team right now, and what sticks out to me, the average season is four. But mm-hmm. They've all played upwards of four seasons. So we have a ton of veterans on the team. And I know we talked about Jack having the nine season, but Derek is no slouch at his seventh. This team to me reads as almost the money ball team where they're trying to win smartly. They're playing smartly. This, this roster is a smart roster put together very well. And I think they're going to shock and us in a couple times. And, and I think looking at this team, I think it starts with Derek Luchin as their coach. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Derek Luchin uh, last year, uh, was on the crush. Is that correct? Yes, he played during the crush. He's coached previous seasons, uh, but uh, he is now back coaching this season. It, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what the opening game um, is going to be for, for them because I remember him always bringing the heat as a player in town hall. Um, so any character-based stuff, I believe, is great. And he's working with a lovable, moldable piece of clay the one and only Kyle Pearson of Kyle High Club. Here's here's the th- here's my thing with Kyle uh, Pearson. I think he's going to be uh, someone who benefits from this veteran presence between Jared Lamelli and Zach Robbins. Not that I don't think Erica will as well, but you know Kyle's one of these international players. You know he's played previously. This is not his rookie season, and he went after his rookie season to these um, European leagues, played around there, really developed his skills. Uh, playing all over. I mean, he is someone that people were hungry to get into their 
their own leagues to get in their own shows. So I think that Kyle is going to has benefited from that experience as well as the veteran sense that's going to come from Jared and Zach who share five seasons apiece. Right. Now, that's the thing is with Kyle Pearson. I mean, he was offered big money from IFL Europe. He was offered a ton of money with IFL Europe. And I think that by he uh, kind of deciding to stay stateside is a a huge boom Mm -hmm. uh, to the uh, American uh, wing of IFL Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm also looking here. So Erica uh, Cervantes is the rookie of the team. Now, uh, I've heard great things. I haven't uh, had the opportunity to um, see her perform, but, um, you know, she is a, a brawler of a play. Like, uh, Absolutely. If- I think that that's something that you're going to want to keep an eye out on. Big energy. She plays with big energy. You great. cannot, you cannot... Uh, avoid her if you're playing against her. You are going to see her command presence. She is going to take energy from, she is going to take every inch that you give her. Mm-hmm. So as a as a team playing against her, you have to be careful because she will take every inch you give her. And it's really interesting coming off of, uh, this is her uh, year where she actually did declare uh, for IFL because Last year, there was the scandal with the bare knuckle fighting, and I, uh, I'm glad that that chapter is kind of, uh, kind well, of you know, and- it's not our job, uh, at this point to comment on activities outside of IFL, you know, right. you understand what I'm saying? That's not what that's not what this particular podcast is for. I'm strictly talking from a fantasy perspective. I think, you know, I think, I think there are some teams that can push her for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she is a rookie, but I think that the teams that don't do it will be making a big mistake. And I, I can see her stock climbing fast in IFL fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be interesting to see where um, they land in the uh, overall draft process, because, you know, uh, you could be, uh, there's a, a lot of issues going along with the NFL right now. Could certain people not playing for getting suspended and, and mm-hmm. all that. And that's the risk that you take. It's high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the Tustin Raiders, a lot of great energy, the, the oldest average team in the, in the league. And I think that they um, definitely have a good shot at making a run for it. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's, that is a team that you want to keep an eye out now um, now joey this next team we got to talk about because that's kind of the inverse so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you uh drill down this next team here. absolutely so we have next up the newport beach academy a historic team uh that has been in the league since year one and mm-hmm. as i said before newport beach academy has won it all previously in fact they won it twice in a row mm-hmm. back-to-back championships but let's talk about this team coached by courtney magleby mm-hmm Players, David Kasner, Vanessa Kozianen, Talia Partita, and Anna Ishizaki. Now, for IFL veterans uh, from the audience, you may not recognize a lot of these names uh, because this team is chock full of rookies. They had the most picks in this draft, and they used them. Instead of dealing them out, spreading out the love, this team was aggressive with their rookie getting, and and it shows in their team dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely tell that there are a lot of fresh faces um, that are 
uh, ready and eager to display. They're on their rookie deals. So they really wanna make sure that they impress um, the powers that be out there in order to uh, get that next big contract. But don't let the rookie tag fool you. Like exactly what I was going to say. Don't let that rookie tag fool you because we have uh, Talia Pardita. She has been a stalwart of the improv collective community for quite a while. I believe at least six to six years, six or yeah. seven years. Um, she has been in plenty of different shows. She's on uh, the team Lady Bits. Um, she mm -hmm. has been in copious amounts of murder mystery shows. Uh, really is if you need to get points, if you need to guarantee that you need points, if you really need to just get a, a solid amount, it's going to be real grindy, but that's Talia. If you draft her, you will get your points you yeah absolutely i think i think she's going to be one of these people who you get exactly what you draft i do not think there's going to be shock and craziness from drafting her i think she is going to be a steady hand and a and a presence in the high scoring range i think i don't want to say that she's going to be a low scoring i think she is a a traditional scoring player who's going mm -hmm. to maybe not win every single week, but uh, the top scoring position, but will be in that conversation plenty of times. Same thing for the rookie sensation, Vanessa Kozion. Yeah. Uh, see, absolutely destroyed the IFL. Every metric that we thought we knew about rookies, Vanessa destroyed. We thought, yeah. we, we, thought we knew what we were getting from rookies, and then Vanessa comes in. Um, and I know it's easy to say it now. It's easy to say it now before we get into more stuff. But I, you know, there is talk of the tag of generational talent already being thrown around know. in different IFL communities. I'm not going at the liberty right now to say that myself, but if you say it, I will not say you're crazy. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, in all the check marks and all the fields, the high jump, the long jump, uh, listening to the song uh, jump. Uh, yeah, there's plenty. you get one of those things, you get two of those things, and if you're lucky, maybe you get three. Yeah, I mean, and also she's coming to bat with plenty of syllables in that last name, folks. Oh, she absolutely, is not afraid to you know get it print. She's got the money for them to print all those letters on that jersey. So uh, almost, almost leading the league in syllables. Right, right, right. We do have a uh, plenty of plenty of them out there, but also we can't forget about the uh the firework that is in the mortar uh or no that is in the tube rather uh yeah. and just waiting to explode uh david kasner now now absolutely david kasner is uh look i mean he's he'll tell you he's not everyone's favorite player but that has never been his mo his mm -hmm. mo is not to go out and entertain the people his job is to win ifl right like if you need somebody to go and kind of have little to no uh, thought process of what's going on and just go out there and just get buckets and make it rain. He doesn't look at the playbook. That's the thing is he'll go up there. He'll be like, all right, I'm going to be a talking dog in this scene and everyone figure it out. Cause it's going to be great. And nine times out of 10, it lands. Yeah. So it's, it's a testament to his uh, ability and his uh, kind of uh, risk-taking ability. So it's going to be interesting to see that balance of Talia and um, also David. If I could give you a, an NFL equivalent, mm -hmm. 
and I think that this one, this one will speak to you as as you are a Bengals fan. I am. He he to me is the Chad Ochocinco of IFL. Oh, all right. Well, get your popcorn ready because I am ready to watch that. I mean, he is. And let me tell you, home. I'll tell you the the Newport Beach Academy home home fans gonna love him. Other teams playing against him are gonna hate him. So expect some booze from the opposite side and don't let that rattle you. I mean, you do have, um, you know, you do have, uh, I don't have anything, uh, cut that part out. Uh, Look, I mean, even if he does get booze from the opposing team, he's getting a reaction from that audience, from those home. When he is, when he is away, you can't for good or for ill, take your eyes off him. Absolutely. Now, Anna is uh, great uh, for uh, plenty of purpose. She's, constantly you hear you hear about these sports stories about you know first one to show up last person to leave and that that is the epitome of anna she is the first person to show up yeah she works the uh double time out of her job and then you know what afterwards she's just going and she's getting reps in uh, yeah. during the week yeah absolutely i think that anna is a, is an example of you know she was a later draft pick in this draft but since since then since rookie since rookie camp since training camp the the footage that we're getting out of these of the Newport Beach Academy uh arena mm-hmm. is everything that IFL analysts like to see now again you know the season hasn't started yet you know there there it's you know first game has not started yet but i think that the metrics that we as a league are looking for from an IFL standpoint from a from a fantasy standpoint anna i think is going to be one of these people drafted in the later rounds that you go what a mistake to not draft earlier right absolutely and that's the thing if you are looking for an incredible value pick absolutely that might i would i i would not be surprised looking at the looking at the list of people we've seen so far if anna does not win most valuable pick not necessarily most valuable player but for the value you spent the capital you spent to get her Mm -hmm. and the return on that investment shocked if she is not in that conversation absolutely and uh courtney the coach we we remiss to talk about courtney the coach, they just won the championship yes they just won now will there be a super bowl hangover we hear about that all the time uh will there be some type of uh some type of arrogance uh will there be some type of fatigue from having their uh you know, now having their uh, chauffeurs drive them around, like that's when when the season starts, you know, there's going to be, there could quite possibly be there, but. Well, let's, 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 uh, let's analyze this a little bit more. And I know we got, we got more stuff to talk about, but I, I mean, let's, let's look at this from a, from Courtney's perspective and they did not have a returning people. Their, their staff is returning for sure, but they, they had the most first round picks and they had the most picks in this draft and they used them. Right. They, they weren't afraid. They weren't afraid to use him. I think this speaks to Courtney's ability and trust of her, of their general management to, mm-hmm. to leave it in the hands of someone like Courtney who has proven themselves mm-hmm. a championship caliber player, right. proven themselves. They had Jennifer Choi and Chris Beal last season. There's right. no question they did. Mm-hmm. That was the team that won. Courtney was obviously the coach of it, but Vanessa, Talia and Anna, had enough at that at that showing for their combine that mm-hmm. Courtney was comfortable 
getting rid of them, getting not not signing their big contracts. Because look, Chris and Jennifer took a pay cut, but they still got big contracts. Right. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, if we want to look, we made the analogy, the, the, the Jordan to the Pippin, and who was the coach? Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. Goes ahead, goes to L.A., wins a bunch more championships with the Lakers. So I think that all of them are going to be doing uh, uh, very well. I'm interested to see the uh, dynamic between all of them, and I think that it's going to lead them to a very – very fruitful season again i i you know it's 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 hack to say but with a lot of rookie with a lot of rookie you do get energy right this is going to be an energetic team i think this is somebody who can win the audience over to their side absolutely absolutely now uh going into uh the last team uh the last team in the field we have a returning uh, IFL team, the Fullerton Americans, mm-hmm. uh, coached by uh, the captain of last year's Tustin Raiders. We have, we have Josh Heimendinger, mm-hmm. um, also players for the team. We have Katie uh, Schemer. We have Aubrey Bishop. We have Garen Miller. And we have Kristen Minicello. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at this team. And what I see on this team is I see a lot of strong uh, individual personalities on this team. Yes. Um, I see a lot of that, including coming from their coach. uh, And I think that uh, that kind of philosophy is going to trickle down um, into, uh, into each uh, individual player style here. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that when I'm looking at this team, I think Josh's biggest hurdle, and this is not a question of the player's talents. Right. This is a, this is a question because they're all talented. They all made teams. Obviously, this team had the second most uh, first round picks, and they they do have two rookies in Aubrey and Katie. Uh, not to say that this is that they weren't uh, talents as well. I think Josh is the type of person who can get a group like this on the same page every mm-hmm. time, every single scene. Not necessarily, but above average in terms of getting them in the same direction. Josh is a big believer that uh, even if he had uh, not not this talented of a roster, but he is a big believer that if you get people going in the same direction, doesn't matter how much experience they have, mm-hmm. if people go in the same direction, same philosophy, all that stuff, you will win more games than you lose. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to uh, again kind of hit on the uh, the youth of this team because this this team is no um, no spark for or no. Uh, no, whatever the, I don't know what the opposite of a spring chicken is, whatever this an old horse. Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, let's just say this team is a spring chicken. We don't, I don't know why we're working this hard. You have a team, you have a team like the, uh, 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 Tuscan Raiders. They're no spring chicken. Let's just have the Fullerton Americans. They are the spring chicken. Well, uh, uh, Newport Beach Academy and Fullerton Americans, both a couple of spring chickens. Is that fair to say? It brings it well. I mean, it brings it old to the old adage of what came first, the chicken or the egg. And in this Absolutely. case, the egg uh, clearly is the Newport Beach Academy. So we don't yes. have to debate. The egg team. is the Newport Beach Academy. The chicken is the Fullerton Americans. Yes, there we go. Um, so also with that tag here, second year for Garen Miller. He was the uh, goalie for the Tustin Raiders, along with uh, Josh Heimendinger, who was the captain of that team. So they mm-hmm. have. They have history together. A shared history. I think that is what intrigued Josh about getting him on his team is he knows what he can get from Garen Miller. Can he push him to do more? I think so. Josh has that capability. I think Kristen Minicello, absolute role player. 
I think I think that um, they they elevate the players that they're with. Kristen elevates the players that they're that that she's with. Right. She she creates space. Mm-hmm. She opens up the field. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people will make the mistake of zoning in on Garen and then ignoring her. She's going to blow them wide open. Then right. they start. Then they start pulling a little bit more towards her, leaving Garen, Aubrey, Katie wide open. Right now, uh, that's I don't have a. There's not a whole lot of tape on uh, Aubrey and Katie mm-hmm. um, to see. Is there any type of? Or well, you- they came from small schools. That's for yeah. sure. I mean these these were these were late picks, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, you know this this they, they it's not like an uh, Alabama or or an Auburn where there are so many superstars and you get you know, you can see so many people, these were the stars of their schools. These were the people who stood out head and shoulders above the rest. And Josh saw something he liked. And I think that he attacked, he wasn't afraid to move some trades around. He traded up to get Katie as if, as you're well aware. Yes, absolutely. And that shocked the world here with that. Uh, so there must've been some, uh, some, some real film, some real digging. The VHS was passed along from person to person um, you know, interesting, Aubrey spells her name with an I-E instead of a Y. Now, could this, these extra letters, could that be cause for um, some uh, real miscommunication, some, some malfunction at the junction? Uh, you know, what is the, uh, what, what is that going to, you know, affect in the performance? I don't know. It could be a lot, could be nothing. I'll, I'll say this about uh, Josh Heimendinger as a coach. Mm -hmm. he's got his nose in the books of improv he's got a high high iq when it comes to uh improv and ifl certainly certainly in the dustin category of someone who's going to be picking apart his opposition i'm very excited to see the Irvine Doc Commies and the Fulton Americans play against each other as they you know i don't think that's going that's not going to be a slugfest Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a high scoring affair, but for defense fans of defense, for fans of the, the sweet science, if you will, of IFL, I think that's going to be a, a show to watch as I think that both of these coaches apo- approach IFL from an analytical standpoint. So I think Josh has the capability of handling any spelling of Aubrey. Right. Absolutely. I mean, if you are a fan of art, you need to attend that show if yeah. you are a fan of art. If you are a fan of the the craft of the uh, purest form, I understand. Um, Josh, you know he's very defensive. He's not going to go on the attack, but if provoked, uh, he there was a long feud. I heard about it, some Reddit drama that happened uh, on the R Improv subpage that uh, you know is a little uh, I don't know a little look. Too- Josh, Josh is Josh is a cobra. You know, he's mm-hmm. not, he's not a, he's not a lion. He doesn't, he's not a hyena. He doesn't go out. He's not getting carry in. He's not getting all this stuff. He springs. Okay. His coil tightens up. Mm-hmm. All right. You leave him alone. He'll leave you alone. Right. You see him in the distance. You go, excuse me, sir, go around him. But if you, if you mess with him, if you poke, if you poke him with a stick, he's going to sprint faster than you can blink. Right. And I mean, that's the, that's where they get the old saying, uh, you know, don't poke the Cobra. Yeah. Don't poke. That's, that's the saying. Yeah. Chiming is the don't poke the Cobra of, of IFL. Yep. Uh, that's, I mean, I, he didn't get that tattoo for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
with that being said, we've gone through all of the teams. Now, uh, I need to get your, uh, for your beginning pre-everything, the way, way, way too early picks. I'm going to say, who do you think is going to take it this year, going to win the championship? If you had to pick one person way, way, way too early, who do you think it's going to be? Who do I think the team the team to beat this year? Yep. Who in would... my opinion. I think the Irvine dot commies are going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to win in high scoring affairs. I don't know if they're going to score 100 points every game. I don't know what they're going to do. And mm-hmm. that to me is actually more dangerous. I think that Dustin is going to get his fourth championship with a roster looking like this without, because there's no, even with Chris Beal and Jennifer Choi being what they are, because there is no team that is an overwhelming favorite Mm -hmm. outside of maybe one other team. And Dustin knows that he's got, he's got the day they play each other circled on their calendar. In fact, I'm going to go to that right now. I'm going to tell you when that show is going to be. That is, to me, the show to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if that is a early indicator of the finals. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to lock in the Irvine Doc Commies to win the whole season. Mm-hmm. That, and I'll that's... tell you right now, the August 27th, Irvine Doc Commies, Lake Forest Rangers, a show to see now from... now what week is that is that early on is it that's the beginning of series three wow that is the first it's fact it's the first show that night wow so i that's think high stakes yeah i think and by the way series three is when when teams kind of start figuring out are we going to playoffs are we not i wouldn't be surprised if both teams show up to series three two and oh wow Wow. And I'll tell you right now, they're not going to leave 2-0 that day. I can tell you that for certain. There's going to be one team. It's going to be I, – I bet I, – I would bet money that one – that Lake Forest Rangers and Urban.com show up 2-0 apiece. This is just how mm. talented this. I say that, and then I'm looking at some of these other teams. Lake Forest Rangers plays Tesla Raiders right before that. Dotcom used to play Fulton Americans right before that. Two also, you know, real splashy teams. I don't know. August 27th, though, Lake Forest Rangers, Urban.com I, I will be talking about that game for sure wow. for a while. Absolutely. Now tell I, me, what's your way too early pick? What's, I mean, right. I got to hear it. So I'm looking at the teams. I'm looking at the breakdown. And like we said at the top of this, right, the, the, the balance of the team, the, the overall balance and the overall arc. I mean, you look at a team like the Garden Grove Trotters and you see – you know, you have Bill making it rain, getting buckets. You have Zach Payne, Dana Brown, Cameron Miller, mm-hmm. also Clayton Moore. You have that strong of a team. It's very, very balanced. But they will not go to the finals because I'm picking the Lake Forest Rangers, August 27th. We have the Jordan. We have the Pippen. We have Jason Nguyen. We have Jay Kimsey. Also, the, uh, I think we're, we're underestimating the amount of heart and amount of dedication and training that Jack is going to bring 
to this club. She wants that belt. She wants to win. She is, has this, she's, she's got this layer of we're all together. We're doing improv. We're doing, you know, the, the, the five, the three second videos after the show, we're having a great time, but deep down it's the heart of a ruthless killer in Jack. And I believe that with that combination of Jennifer Choi, Chris Beale, it's a set it and forget it. It's an absolute set it and forget it. And I believe that it is going to be the Lake Forest Rangers early on are going to come back from injury. I think, I do think they will struggle at the beginning, but I do think they're going to get hot and streaky at the right time. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be the Lake Forest Rangers. I listen, I don't, I don't, I listen. I said it earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if the IDC GGT Mm -hmm. matchup is an early showing of the finals. But even then, as I'm saying it now, I agree with you. Looking at the Garden Grove Trotters, looking at the Tustin Raiders, the most experienced team, Mm -hmm. looking at at the Newport Beach Academy, the most hungry team. Right. I simply, it simply cannot, again, I know our job is to be analysts and is to observe these things, but there's just so many moving parts and factors. And I mean, I hate saying it too. Injury happens. Right. Injury does happen. Suspensions happen. That it does happen. You know, there has been threats of suspension. There has been actual suspensions. God, God forbid something happens to say Jennifer Choi, Chris Beal, an ACL or an MCL meniscus. Yeah. Are they still the championship team that you did? You know, I don't know. This is, that's what makes IFL such an amazing experience is you just don't know. See, you look at the, uh, you know, again, you do look at the preseason. So you look at, you know, if you wanted to relate it to, to football, you have the AFC, you have the juggernauts in the AFC, you have the Baltimore Ravens, you had the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you had the Buffalo Bills, and you had these teams that all of the analysts were saying, you know what, they are going to make it to the Super Bowl. They are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, book the tickets, do whatever you got to do, because these people are going to make it to the Super Bowl. But the Cincinnati Bengals ended up making it to the Super Bowl. Dare I say, no one had them going to the Super Bowl this year. So that's the reason why it is a 2-2 early uh, pick and a 2-2 early suggestion. So um we there it is it's on record it's recorded um that's what uh we are going to be doing uh and i just wanted to also reiterate you know we are going to be doing you know kind of the the weekly breakdown and kind of previewing matches and everything like that um but for next week what we've done is we've taken players um and we are going to be doing our ifl pre-draft ranking special where mm-hmm. we kind of go over uh, the different players. We broke down tons of analytics, um, you know, the, the schools that they went to, their 40 time, uh, you know, their long jump, their uh, high jump, the amount of times they've listened to jump, all of that factored in. Um, and we've created a, uh, a, a ranking uh, system where we will talk about the picks and we will see um, kind of where we're at there. So, um, please, uh, feel, please join us, uh, next time when we go through that ranking there. And, um, do you have any kind of closing, uh, comments, Joey, as our time is coming to an end here? No, I think that, uh, this is going to be an exciting season of IFL. And I think if you've listened to the breakdown of the cast, I think that, you know, as well as I do, this is one of the more talented seasons of IFL. I don't know 
none of no one knows <laughs> doesn't matter if you're warren buffett or jimmy buffett you do not know how the end of ifl is going to go i cannot stress enough this is not this is cannot miss entertainment we have uh such a great year ahead of us such a great season ahead of us 